them and gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God bless America. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America. As long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. Hey, hello, everyone. It's Friday, June 30th. The smog is back in New York. Smog. It was gone and now it's back. I've been, you know, the band Smog? No. It's uh, Bill uh, Callahan. And I, the last time I, I was on a smog kick, I started playing it. And it, I feel like, is called that for a reason because the sound of the band is very much like smog. It sounds like smog. It sounds like smog. I- on- onomatopoeia music. Like in a figurative artistic sense, not just a bunch of. Yeah, I guess not literally. That's fair, but uh, burning has a sound, kind of. It does. It does, and it's hard to recreate with musical instruments. But uh, yeah, it's more of an essence. Thing. I could recreate it right now into this microphone, but I have a feeling that would result <laughs> in a lot of angry emails <laughs> at me. So I'm not going to. Somebody who has that. The uh, sound thing, but it's only for the sound of smog. I have fireophonia, <laughs> and you didn't think of me when you made your podcast, and I'm lowering my Patreon to only $5. Um, I'm just kidding. Please never stop paying us. Hello, I'm Jake Flores. Anders Lee is here. Anders Lee here. And we are here to discuss some uh, really crucial, uh, urgent events and some things. We're doing an emergency podcast because we can fix everything as long as we get the news out on time. I'm just kidding. Everything's bad. Uh, the As of today, the, some, the, the Supreme Court has done sort of like a weird double punch thing on us. I don't understand how the Supreme Court works or why this ha- happened like back-to-back, like yesterday they got rid of affirmative action, and today they're like, and also college costs a million (laughs) dollars, but it's fucked up. It feels real bad. I'm real angry on the internet about it. I'm reading one of the Pod Save America guys, John Favreau, Mm -hmm. tweeting, Joe Biden is, this is how he talks, Joe Biden is doing everything humanly possible to give people student debt relief which is a lie. I hate him for saying that. Yeah, just such a weird statement to make about the one figure who can just do away with it like that. Like anyone else doing everything humanly possible would be, I don't know what that would be. Like, I guess, uh, shooting up the Supreme Court or something. Um, Don't do that. But uh, Biden has the power to, yeah, just whisk it away. Wink, wink. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah, no, I mean, the thing that is, you know, I feel like we're past this sort of shit from time to time, but I guess when, like, presidential election politics come back around, liberals just, like, become activated again because they spend, they're at brunch the rest of the time or whatever. So we're suddenly now having to deal with a lot of discourse from dumbasses who don't fucking get it, but, like, obviously all the stuff that Biden did where he was dark Brandon and he was now he's going to make weed legal and now he's, you know, going to give you your student loans and stuff there. These are like, uh, 
designed to fail actions and they're not right. or they're not even the thing to begin with like the weed thing or whatever but yeah like, there's like a hundred caveats attached to each of them yeah and this stuff is designed for it to for him to get all reap all the rewards of going i did this and my intention was to do this and then not have to lose anything from having done it because he's that's against his interest he's mm-hmm. a corporate politician and so it's set up to create a situation where he can then go I tried, but they stopped me, which means you got to vote even harder conveniently in an upcoming election or whatever. And that fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, this, people were pointing out at the time when he issued the, you know, moderate debt relief that, like, this is designed to fail. Just the, you know, we don't have to get into the weeds of it, but like the legal process he chose was the hardest route and the one most open to, challenge and you know there's the old expression better to ask for forgiveness later than ask for permission now uh because he's going through these this process like he could have just exited out nobody owes anything unilaterally the president has the power to do that through the uh, department of education uh and it would have been much di- more difficult legally economically politically for them to undo that and say oh you actually do owe all this money you know but now because he only did a partial refund and it's you know tied up in this this whole rigmarole uh it it can get taken away and he is he did issue um the statement he's doing a regulatory process uh through the higher education act which as the debt collective an organization at strike debt is pointing out that uh this Action, as they say, is perfectly designed to be the worst case scenario. He's resuming interest in payments voluntarily. Uh, and the relief done through a rulemaking process is going to take at a minimum several months. So this might not even get implemented until a year from now, which I can't imagine that being good for 2024 prospects for Joe Biden. Uh, and even at that point, it could still go be kicked back to the Supreme Court, which he refuses to change in any way because he said we don't want to politicize the supreme court he said it's pride month and i don't want to make it any more straight (laughs) i don't know uh he yeah he said that he didn't want to politicize the supreme court which is just one of those things you hear him say and then you watch some fucking person go well yeah it makes sense and it just makes your fucking mind bend because it's like so clearly him just saying i don't want to do that like he's just weaseling out of something the Supreme Court is political. Duh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a politics podcast and we're talking about it. Um, the idea that it's like, you know, above politics is just fucking nerd shit. It's stupid. It's not real. Um, it's right wing. That's politics, you know? Yeah, the right has been treating it politically for a generation. I mean, generations now, but they, you know, they have their whole society that these judges go through to get groomed uh for these positions and uh the left is like well we're not going to be like them i guess um but you know the the thing the thing is though there people are talking about court packing and that's what biden is asked about it's like the only thing almost that he's asked about are either supreme court and i feel like kind of a douchebag hipster if you will proponent this out, but like we had uh, Samuel Moyne on uh, around this time a year ago when Roe v. Wade was struck down, and uh, he was saying that actually, um, actually, 
Court packing is not the way to do it because that could, they're just going to add more judges and more judges. What you can do is Congress can just, when they pass a law, say, by the way, Supreme Court cannot rule on this. You could do that? Yeah. That's fucking, why doesn't that happen all the time? Because they're scared. They're scared of the norms. And like that would be challenged, but so would court packing. Any of this stuff is going to get challenged. But what we should do is delegitimize the Supreme Court as an institution. It's not it's an undemocratic system and something we should move past as a society. So the way to start that is just taking away their authority to rule on things like economics or labor law, uh, civil rights, abortion rights. Like these are all things that we can take back uh, democratically and say that this this is for the people to decide, not a couple douchebags and robes. We should make them into like what the king is in England. Yeah, where they're just yeah. symbolic. Yes. Uh, all the uh, but you know, for history nerds out there, a lot of stuff had to happen for that to happen. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's like. That's stuff that happens in the wake of a revolution, mm-hmm. you know, of some kind. Right. And I don't think they just, this is just one of those things where it's like, they're not going to just voluntarily not be our nation's evil wizards. Yeah. That, you know, who's going to do that? Who's going to put anything in place that delegitimizes the Supreme Court? Right. It takes, you know, collective action and serious Social change and, you know, uh, Biden is just, just ill-equipped to deal with it. And, I, you know, I do think these compounding crises that are uh, that are brought on by two different, many, many different sort of undemocratic, like, higher authorities that people have no stake in, no actual say in, the Supreme Court and the Federal Reserve, they, Biden is unwilling to challenge the authority of either of those things, and they're going to be his undoing, potentially. Because all these problems are going to keep compounding, and he's has a feckless response to all of them, uh, and you know that's kind of how Trump won the first time, and wouldn't be surprised if it happens again. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Um, I don't know if I have much else to say about the Supreme Court. I'm just very sad about it. It's really <laughs> annoying, and I feel like I'm having uh, rehashed conversations with people about it. They go in circles. They're designed to go in circles and don't do anything. Right. Uh, I remember having this conversation with somebody in, in 2016. It was like, well, what's your plan other than just waiting for judges to die to like accomplish anything? And help them die. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He's, he, well, he said, I mean, maybe that would be. Argu- that's an arguable solution, but he all he said was, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with waiting for judges to die. Because at that point, it was like, well, Hillary's going to be president, and she's going to appoint all these. It is pretty amazing how in the span of four years, Trump just, you know, basically got through, what, three, four judges? Something I, like that? That was kind of one of his main things that I think people don't talk about enough yeah. with regard to him, because he, uh, and I don't think that it was his personal politics or views really right. even even his actual shit he actually does that's right wing because he's like a big business guy mm. and he's all about deals i think this was as soon as he got in and every conservative institution that already existed was like okay we let's put our fucking wires into this guy and control him as much as possible the uh, the concept of um like judges 
uh, because they're they're not recallable really. Yeah, that's been a huge project from like the scary far evangelical right for a long time right. is to get judges into into you know into, into what do you call that into office into robe into gavel <laughs> I don't know what that's called into podia yeah into podium up there on those damn high desks for a long time because. That's a kind of irreversible way to shape outcomes legally and stuff. And then from there, you can craft all sorts of precedents and bills and stuff like that that just fucks everything. Doesn't matter who the president is or mm-hmm. or whatever's going on in Congress. And uh, and I say that because I, when I was in D.C. a while back uh, last year, when I was on tour, I went to the fucking portrait museum in the smithsonian and it's real funny because there's a portrait of every president and i was reading mm. all of them and then you get to trump and there's just this they had to put one in <laughs> and they had it's hilarious looking and they had to make a plaque but you can tell the writing on the plaque is very reluctant and it's like one of the most controversial elections <laughs> that's ever happened and he's you know really ugh, he ran on all this horrible stuff and then they'll say like what his you know his one Really, le- uh, notable accomplishment is that he, uh, it, whatever the fucking word is, he hired, he, uh, you know, appointed more judges than any other president. Oh God! And I think that's what it, I think that's what that is. Like that, I don't think it, you know. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's just everyone acting through him. I think it's probably that. But that was a project, and it's. They know because it's a part of the government. It's the least democratic branch of the fucking government. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's really good way to get these things through in ways that are completely fucked. Yeah. I kind of makes me a little bit of an accelerationist, you know, to think about this because I'm like, I, I, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of things Biden could do that. He's just refusing to, you know, like just strike down the debt, but also like you can rotate judges off the court. Like all this stuff we just assume is set in stone uh, even if you're going by like liberal constitutional logic is not is malleable is you can you, we can get a little more creative than just like, well, we got to elect the right people who will appoint the right people. Like there's other things he has at his disposal. Well, uh, I guess I was asking more the question, what do we do? Right. Because I know Biden could do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But clearly he doesn't want to. Well, have you ever seen the movie The Pelican Brief? No. OK. I don't know if I can. legally explain what I mean by that. But movie about a briefcase? It's about a supreme... It's about uh, a plot to um, unelect Supreme Court justices. Unelect them, you know, to to take them off the court. I see. You know, in a way that's actually undemocratic. Uh uh, But through the, you know, through a... Sniper rifle. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's a way of unelecting someone. Yeah. Woo, this is going to be get flagged, this <laughs> podcast. These are all jokes. Yeah. I mean, I think we, I mean, people might disagree with it. I, I think one thing we can do is start making um, delegitimization a, a political topic. So if, you know, we are going to uh elect people that 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 should be like a litmus test like do you actually want to take away the supreme court's authority not just you know appoint better people or reform it but actually move away from it as a decision making body you know I feel let them do you. the symbolic rulings if they want but it shouldn't have any bearing man i agree with you i just think that like elected officials politicians at any like level of power generally work you know with 
they're driven by interests that mm-hmm. keep those things in power. So it's going to be real hard to do that electorally to yeah, get well, I don't anyone th- in who would challenge that sort right. of shit. Not just electoral. I mean, I think uh, there's a revived labor movement and like a, the Supreme Court is having uh, you know an impact on labor law a lot recently and has been, you know, uh, over the past decade. Uh, if there's a revived labor movement, then they're going to have to move in that position. So it, it you know, I think a lot stems from that. That could have ripple effects. I fucking hope so. Or a revolution. I mean, I, I would love that, but... Uh, right, that's also not going to happen. Doomer yeah. podcast. Uh, Clarence Thomas's address, check this out. <laughs> 666. That's real. What? And then a five. But his, it starts off with 666. 6665 Rutledge Drive, Fairfax... Uh, Virginia? Fairfax is in Virginia. I do. I have been there. Yeah, there's a second word here. I can't fucking read. Fairfax something. Virginia. It's uh, well, Virginia comes after that. His wife's name is Virginia. Two two zero three nine six 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 five Rutledge Drive. Some something in Fairfax. Two two zero three nine. You can they look it up. They're all listed on the internet. You know though, he does uh, partake in mobile home culture. So maybe that's not. Does his... he really? Yeah, they do the. What a wacko. He has a, it's not a, tr- you know, like a big van. One of those guys. A big van? He and Ginny, <laughs> yeah, he and Ginny travel the land and they hang out in Walmart parking lots in their big van. He puts his pubes on her Coke and shit. <laughs> Still such a funny, <laughs> I mean, it's disturbing and awful, but of all the way, I mean, and he did do other perverted things, but to choose for that to be the way you... It's harass so, somebody is so, so random. Weird. <laughs> it's so random. I'm always saying that. Uh, yeah. I man, I can't even imagine. <laughs> what? It, it, I mean, I know he like denied it all in total, and obviously was lying. But what if he tried to defend that as like, no, there's a pube on my coke can. I just wanted to know whose it was. I was just asking <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> It happens from it time happens. to time. <laughs> yeah. This is why they give you a straw in New York where you get a can from the bodega. Right. Because there could be a pube on it from the truck. It's an epidemic. That's what they always say. Um, Jesus Christ. Anything else? Anything else? Anything else happen since, uh, since, since? Yeah. The- I mean, it's Supreme Court season. Why do they do this in the summer? It's so, I guess it's because everybody's like distracted and out and having fun. In I mean, the weather, you know, can be disturbing as well. That's right. As they we're experiencing. Roe versus Wade last year around the same time. Well, yeah, they do. That's when they rule. They make all their decisions in the, in the summer in like a couple weeks span, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they choose that time. I mean, yeah, I guess it's because it coincide with my birthday. Those robes, they were nice and breezy. Yeah. That doesn't even make sense, because if I was wearing one of those robes, I would want to work in the winter. Be all bundled up. Right. Man, I don't fucking know. I don't know, dude. Well, I suppose we should get into it. Guys, you're in, uh, you're in for a hell of an interview. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I have not uh, really talked to at this length ever in my life, but I uh, have, I've ca- uh, what do you call it? Communicated with, what do you call it when you're, when you're mutual corresponded with, corresponded. that's the word I was okay. looking for. Written pen pal letters. Worked together on some stuff. He made my first album cover for my album humors, which I made in, uh, in like a 10 years ago. And uh, he 
These are very funny, good comic artists. The album cover, it's the Fleetwood Mac album cover, except they both have my face, and he drew it. It looks like rumors. Really funny. I'm glad. I'm glad he did it. But I also kind of want to hire him for something else because when he does, when he just freestyles and does his own art, his shit is very funny looking and interesting and whimsical. I uh, became aware of him. When I was a very young man and always enjoyed his work. He would do flyers for like concerts and stuff. I remember seeing ads for Bomb the Music Industry and AJJ and stuff like that. Bands that I'm a big fan of that he made uh and he has a new book out and i heard that he was doing the podcast rounds to promote the book uh is that, that so that is an anthology of his comic strip my stupid life he's already made a book of the comics uh comprising most of the comics that made up Nothing nice to say, which is his original kind of biggest thing that people know him from. But his second one, which is also good, his little spinoff, My Stupid Life, he's got a new book out for. And he's promoting it. And he's been doing the rounds. And uh, I heard he was doing that. And I have a podcast. And we've worked together before. So I hit him up and was like, hey, you should come on the show. And, uh, you know, come talk some extremes, some, some politics with us, you know, and get into theory. We'll talk about Hegel and shit. And uh, not really. I'm just kidding. I didn't <laughs> put that on him because it's, uh, it's, you know, it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious what other podcasts he's, did he do. Pod Save America? What else did he do? Yeah, he did Pod Save America. Okay. <laughs> he talked about San Antonio Rock City on Pod Save America. Uh, no, I don't know. I just heard somebody, somebody in the discord actually hit me up and they were like, yo, Mitch Clem's doing stuff. You should have him on. And then, uh, so we did, and I guess I'm prefacing this pretty heavily because I think it's pretty funny what happened because I think he fucked with us pretty hard. Yeah. (laughs) You enjoy troll humor. (laughs) It's pretty funny. I didn't pick up. You'll hear. I figured it out about halfway through that he was, uh, not, you know, he wasn't like troll like it didn't didn't upend the podcast but he's a very funny person and he did fucking he did some wacky shit with us and i think i think it's pretty funny so if you enjoy jokes and comedy and shit and you like our show you're in for a real hot one baby let's go into the interview now me and anders are talking to comic artist mitch clem all right uh Fuck it. We're restarting the interview because Mitch, his phone blew up. Hi, uh, Mitch. I almost called you Mitch Hedberg. You know what? We're restarting wow. again. Wow. Uh, Start over. <laughs> no, fuck it. We're just going. Hey, everyone. Uh, joining us now is uh, cartoonist, webcomic artist, uh, punk guy, Mitch Clem. Welcome to the show. Big fans. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm nervous and I'm excited. Mostly nervous. Are you nervous because your phone just uh, blew up? And uh, My phone just blew up. Yeah, the technical. You know, I hadn't even considered the technical difficulty uh, possibilities uh, before getting nervous to the show. So that does add a whole a whole extra <laughs> element. No, I was nervous about about you've got you've got cool guys. You've got cool guys lefty Brooklyn podcast crowd. Oh, and I'm going to like the wrong thing. And someone's going to call me a tanky or something i don't know 
That's probably well, going to happen. Sure. They call us uh, libs a lot and tankies. And or, yeah, it depends on the day. We've got it at all. Yeah. What, uh, well, Anders, please. <laughs> what are you, you going to say? Uh, well, Jake, you've been a fan for a long time of Mitch, right? Thank you for. In, yeah. Hmm. How long? That was flawless. That was flawless. You're asking me this because you want to set up a joke you're going to do. Uh, that I, I did on the previous recording. Yeah, but I, I want it on the record. I have been a fan of Mitch Clem since I was in high school. Oh, so like yes. since two years ago, because you were a super duper senior into your third. Is, oh, it, you know, it doesn't. I'm still in high school. Wow. I'm Luke Dan yeah. Licata. Yes. I yes. Still in high school. The jo- It was flawless my, my, when my I did it in the first I, version. If I made my, my joke had been since you were in high school, like a couple years ago, just lingering around outside of the high school. I'm also a yeah. <laughs> None of these the second time. Really not 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 a lot of legs on this, these jokes. We've Have been you podcasting ever... for like five years and we've tried this multiple times <laughs> and it does not work ever. Have you ever tried had to like redo uh, an art and it's not as good as the first Anders, time? Can I conduct my interview? Or <laughs> I'm sorry. sure, let's do it. Have no, you ever... that was a good question. Come on, <laughs> that's you. the best question. All right, go for it. Uh, yes, the answer is kill yes. you. <laughs> okay, Jake, what do you got? No, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> Might as well. Have you ever had to redo art? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, all the time. Okay, next question. Next question. What's up? Jesus Christ, let's make a podcast that makes some semblance of sense. Hello, welcome to the show. For anyone who doesn't know who we're talking to, Mitch Clem is a fucking a cartoonist who's in the punk world, and that's why I've been a fan of your shit for a long time, and you did You can of- say legend. I'm not embarrassed. Yeah, no, okay. you know what? I'll yeah, a legend. I'll that's how it. old I'll both of it. us are. we're legendary and um and and for real heads that he did one of my fucking album uh covers my first album i have two out that's right he did one the other one's ellie valley um and uh as we mentioned i guess i'm just gonna redo the entire podcast that we just burned let's just start over let's just start totally and i mean over like scrap this Let's start over again. No, I think this is pretty funny. We, can, we should keep going. <laughs> start over. I don't. Uh, but you said the other artist, the other only comic you've done is Kyle Kinane. Very cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The only other comedian I've done album art for is Kyle Kinane. Uh, I think I did the poster for that release show for you also, right? Yeah. Which is like one of my favorite posters that I've drawn. Really? doesn't look like you even a little bit, <laughs> but I like it. It looks a little bit like me when I was younger, around that time. I think it, you probably just sure. drew it off of like, pictures of me. It's me like holding a beer and shit, and Austin right. is behind me. That's cool. I didn't know that was one of your favorites. It's a very cool poster. I have a bunch of them in a garage somewhere that I failed to sell, but uh, they're around. Maybe I should put them on our merch shop if anyone wants them. Hmm. That's a that's a real collector's item. Did I sign all of those? I think. Man, that sounds about right. I don't know. It was. I ages might have ago. signed. Um, but anyway, 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 uh, we'll get we'll get to that because I want to talk about that uh, that album cover a little bit. But <laughs> let's uh, let's start at the beginning. I'm going to be an annoying interviewer and ask you like how you got became a cartoonist basically how'd you get into cartoons and web comics and stuff yeah okay yeah 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 no uh 
How did I get into comics? I got into comics through uh, newspaper comics when I was a kid. The Funnies, uh, you know, Kelvin and Hobbs and the Far Side were my favorites. And that was all I... And yeah, that was uh, through that, through that. Um, so I kind of like became a comic because I couldn't play guitar or sing or drum or bass or anything. Is there any, uh-huh. can you relate to this at all? Or are you, did you have a background in playing music and shit? That's huge. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I can play music. I am not good, but I am good enough to play in punk bands. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a that's common for comics, though, isn't it? Don't all comics kind of want to be rock stars, and don't all rock stars want to be comedians? Yes, Dave yeah. Grohl. They say the same of politicians too, but I think more true of comedy. I don't think anyone wants to be a what, politician. The, the politicians want to be rock stars. Yeah, and vice versa. But I don't think that. I think comedy one is the correct one. I think that's probably <laughs> true. Paul, that's weird. Who yeah, would only weird people. Want I mean, to be politicians. I mean, that comes out of the '60s, like you know, John Lennon trying to be political and stuff and uh, trying to, yeah, be revolutionary. And then Kennedy wanting to be a rock star. Mm-hmm. Kennedy wanted to be a rock star. He kind of was received as one. It was like the first politician to really have the rock star attitude. I see. Cause he was young and orange. The first rock yeah. star president. Now that is a fucking spicy take. JFK. Yeah, that's the corniest. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, Put that uh, on a t-shirt. Wait, so what were your bands like, man? What were my bands like? Uh, they were, you know, they were. They were nothing. <laughs> I warned you beforehand that every single story you're going to ask me any anything, and it's just going to fizzle out. It's absolutely not. Yeah, I've interviewed artists before. That's what it's like every time. I'm yeah. not, I, I have okay. no okay. fear of that. <laughs> Uh, no, I, uh, look, I, uh, started playing the upright bass in middle school as a child and got a bass guitar at home, uh, uh, to practice on. There you go. Learn bass that way. So I can technically play the upright bass too. So did you start a rockabilly band where you play the upright bass like the Tom and Jerry? Fuck yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. So that you can hear the fucking strings clicking against the fretboard. Yeah. It makes me insane. I don't know if you've ever tried to listen to like Tiger Army or something. It's like <laughs> it's it's just it's basically like take normal bad music and then put <laughs> over the top of it of the sound of the fucking bass strings clicking around. It's it's really they're big fans, aren't they? I can tell by your reaction, but they're right behind me, aren't they? Oh no, I don't give a fuck about Tiger Army. Um I was thinking about this. I can't remember the fuck. I was trying to remember the name of this band, but there was like a uh, uh, like a rockabilly band from San Marcos that I used to go see where they, it was a three-piece, and one of them played the stand-up bass, and they would do this thing where they would lean it on its side, and then one guy would get on top of it, and then like the other guy was sort of like under it, and then each of them would take one of their arms and then move it to the other guy's instrument. So you're like doing the frets on the bass and then strumming your other guy's guitar while he has, he's he's got the frets going on his guitar and he's like drumming or whatever. It was fucking really impressive, but still. Yeah. That sounds fucking wild. Yeah. It's still rockabilly. It's still rockabilly. (laughs) It's still doesn't sound any different on the, on the fucking album or whatever. Um, 
but no, nah, so yeah, punk music is, uh, you know, yeah, anyone can play it because it, you can be bad at music and play punk is one of the great things about it. Um, so you played punk music. Yeah. Though, what, uh, where at, where'd you, are you from, did I get this right? Are you from Minneapolis? I am from Minneapolis. That's where Andrew you fucking is nailed it, dude. Uh, I am from St. Paul. Sorry, Minnesota, fuck. but uh, hey, all right. Border city. We where are the other cities mi- represented here? Yeah, two Mitches. We got Hedberg from St. Paul and Clem from yep. Minneapolis. What part are you from? Uh, let's see. When I was a kid, uh, northeast, and okay. then or northeast, northeast. as uh, you know they love to say, and then the uh, northern suburbs for a long time. And then actually, I moved from there to Melrose, which is out in the middle of a cornfield, oh. and then to Duluth, and then to St. Cloud, and then back to Minneapolis proper, uh, like uptown. Okay, so you really did the the circuit. Uh, the I really Minnesota did circuit. made the rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and was that what's the? Uh, I know there's. I mean, I definitely remember going to the the Source Comics and Games in uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota. Oh, um, yeah. But what was kind of your exposure early on to, to comics in, in the state? Do you think there's like a unique Minnesota comic book experience that is uh, uh, just kind of one of a kind? Yeah, man, absolutely. You got you got old Chucky Schultz, right? Mm-hmm. You got, uh, I don't know, isn't Do- is Dogbert canonically from Minnesota? Dogbert, um, the character from Dilbert? Yeah. <laughs> of course, the, yeah. It's Dogbert. Does he... he the character? Sorry. Is he yeah. from Minnesota? Is that yeah, yeah. Because is Dogbert, uh, like the comic strip Dilbert from Minnesota is an entirely different question. Right. The character no. Dogbert. Well, the character Dogbert. Do you know I about I don't how think they, that that's ever been like written in, in the comic or anything. I just, uh, I just assume. Did you know that the Dilbert guy is like a crazy right wing Jordan Peterson psycho now? Now, what do you mean crazy? No, what if I came in? What if I came in with the, Like, hold on. I think that the, he actually... Yeah, no, he's a fucking psychopath. It's if, insane. Like, it's truly insane. And he keeps double downing, doubling down, or double downing on every, like, insane thing he says. It's great. Yeah. If, if To answer your question, if you were to respond like that, this would sound like every other podcast of all time and probably make us a lot of money, honestly. Yeah. If we oh, just really? sort of did contrarian I takes. I couldn't... Uh, we're going to debate you. <laughs> Scott Adams. He's not from Minnesota. There's, but you, you mentioned Schultz. Uh, there's some other greats, right, from the Twin Probably. Cities? Probably. I can't. <laughs> but, that, but, but that's not like why, uh, how you started doing cartoons, though. It's not because, is it because you, you grew up around the legacy of Peanuts? You got Mike Nelson from uh, Mystery Science Theater. Come on. You got uh, Kevin Sorbo. He's a good guy, too, right? <laughs> I didn't know he was from Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Really? Well, you, you, you can't tell those eyes. Now that you mention it, yeah, he is very Thor-like. He's got Minnesota eyes, yeah. <laughs> as they say. He's got Minnesota <laughs> Uh No, but he's a piece of shit. I can tell by your shit-eating grin that you know that. But you, I do, I do. <laughs> I've heard, yeah. Those bands you played in, though, were those in the Twin Cities? Uh, yeah, I was in, so I played, wow. Uh, I played in a band called The Argument 
This was before. This was before and during Fugazi releasing an album called The Argument. We were a band called The Argument, <laughs> and we were based out of St. Cloud. And then what? Did I play in any bands in Minneapolis? No, I did not. Only St. Cloud. St. Cloud punks represent. Though. Okay. Isn't it like that uh, era of playing music in the Midwest was kind of, you just have to drive around to different towns and shit a lot anyway? Yeah. I've read yeah, a yeah. lot about like the replacements and who's could do and stuff like that. Not that where I'm not putting you that. No, my back. experience was just like theirs actually. Uh, what was it like them up. growing up in the seventies, Mitch? <laughs> yeah. Ask me about being in a super like seminal bands uh, with the replacements. It was tough because the alcohol, uh, <laughs> you would hang out with Paul Westerberg and Charles Schultz at the same time at the CC yes. club. And that's kind of, yes. And we spend. would all drink, uh, space bags, which is when you take the silver bag out of the fucking wine box. Right. We would trade space bags on the street outside of the CC club. Yeah. I got to stop asking stupid questions because I feel like I almost got you to talk about something normal. Uh, <laughs> so, so you did drive. You had to drive to gigs a lot and stuff. That's part of it. We that, did. Right? Yeah. The drummer would just fucking pound beers. They called them road sodies. Of course. Uh, that was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That guy was weird. So, okay. <laughs> so I've got an image here. You're a young punk guy. You uh, also like cartoons. How do these things come together? Please tell me. The people must know. I did. I mean, so I just already was drawing comics. Yeah. You know, like as a kid. Uh-huh. You know. And so at some point, I had the idea, hey, what if I made all these comics about music? Did I go forward too far? No, this I is think, good. Let me back up. We're let not doing the up. Mark Marin WTF bio. But you can go anywhere you want. Look, are we are we good? Are we good? We're good. Yeah, we're good. Boomer lives. Let's talk about Jake. Let's talk about your guys. <laughs> You're one of my guys. I'm a fan of yours. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You're going to embarrass me. I'm serious. I, you know, comedy was for normal people. And then I went, oh, God, this guy's doing jokes about punk shit. What a novel concept. And now we're all, you know, we have the hard times and stuff. A bunch of people yeah, that are know, fans right? of your eating stuff grew up. Lunch. Holy shit. Either eating all our lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so you're making comics and stuff, and then uh, what? This naturally just turns into a. Uh, I'm gonna put these on a website, and then become start part of these. You know, I cause I remember like the era of the internet, like that I was reading your stuff in. There was just like somehow you would get linked to. Oh, now I'm reading Cat and Girl, and now I'm reading like uh, what was Hampton Young? Yeah, Dorothy oh, Gambrell. She was great. Yeah, really smart, heady stuff. Um. Rob and fucking uh, Hampton Yunt had a, a comic. Robin Elliott. That's what it was. It was really funny. Hampton Yunt with his brother Clay. Yeah. I used to log on and read like all of you. Every time there was a new you know thing every week or whatever. Before they were famous. Yeah. The, so I didn't know about web comics at the time. I had done uh, like zines and shit. And those had comics in them. 
And then at some point, um, I drew a flyer for a show that was going on in my house. And I drew the characters that would become Blake and Fletcher on the flyer, like making a dumb joke. And that was my like, that was my like aha moment. My really overwrought, like in the in the biopic, it'll be like super fucking overwrought, uh-huh. and I'll be like staring at this flyer. It'll be like Oppenheimer, where it. you're like you're holding it, and then there's like a huge cloud behind you or something, some kind of ominous. <laughs> is that what happens in Oppenheimer? Don't I, spoil it. It's, it's not out I yet. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. I'm just assuming based on Christopher Nolan's directorial decisions of the past there'll be some sort of like what i know about oppenheimer is we've got uh strike anywhere taught me that hiroshima started in tennessee let it end with me let it end with me uh-huh. i think that that's related <laughs> uh also billy bragg said dr robert oppenheimer's optimism fell the first hurdle so i know that his optimism falls the first hurdle at some point in that the movie. First hurdle. <laughs> that's my favorite song is that your favorite yes. song yeah I love that song. Of all time? Yes. Waiting for the Great Leap Forward by Billy Bragg, because it's like the most, sorry to get, I mean, this might be related to what we're talking about. I'm sorry to hog No, this is good. I love it. That's, I think that's a a great favorite song. Yeah. Because like so much of his music, I like his other songs, um, but they are. Name five. Between the Wars. No, no, no. Sexual. Okay. Um, But a lot of people, he gets criticized because he can be kind of you know, heavy handed, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but like you're, you know what you're getting for Billy Bragg. But with that song, it's very ambiguous and really grapples with kind of what we maybe are doing with like trying to be an artist, a creative, and also having a political um, weight behind what you want to do, what you intend to do, but also realizing that it's, you know, there's that great line I love that's like mixing pop and politics. She asked me what the use is. I offer her embarrassment and my usual excuses, which is what I come up with when anybody asks me like, well, why are you a leftist podcaster? You know, maybe you feel the same about cartooning, but. I feel the same way about being a leftist podcaster for sure. And I think that uh, Dillinger 4 also said, Mixing pop and politics, she asked me what the use is. I'm not into making excuses, and I'll die the day I find them fucking useless. Ooh. So, uh, and they, you ready for this shit? Oh, yeah. From yeah. Twin Cities metro area? <laughs> yeah. It all comes back, okay? Damn. It all comes back. <laughs> I still like the Billy Bragg line better. I feel like it's, like it's more honest. Yeah, no, I mean, of course, of course. Uh, wait, were you about to drop a bomb on us? What happened? Baby, <laughs> uh, me? No, uh, not said, at all. You said, "Are you God, ready no. for this?" Yeah, and I got nothing. I have fucking nothing. He was tying together that they are from the Twin Cities. Oh, Dillinger Four. Yeah. I missed her. Yes, 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 yes. I just totally stepped on your bit. I didn't realize how many bits we were gonna do. Usually, our guests aren't funny. They're like, mm, you know, "The DSA was started in 19 million and funny." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking DSA. Oh, he's fucking nerds. Uh, no, fucking of course you're dorks. a fucking cartoonist. That makes sense. So you're fucking funny. dorks. Jesus you should do stand up. Have you ever done stand up? Nice, re- nice red rose nerd. <laughs> uh, no, you know I wanted to like when I was a kid. That was like a potential. That's a that's a potential avenue I, I could have possibly pursued. Mm-hmm. You know, some other timeline, some other. Across the Spider Verse, somewhere I'm a mm. I'm a real fucking bad stand up. Holy shit! Uh, it's not that far across the Spider Verse. It's pr- we're 
basically that. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy to do what we do. Uh, Noah's very good at it. You're a great comic, Jake. I'm a huge fan. You're very kind. Man, standing in a basement. No one's accusing you of that. Um, <laughs> Blake and Fletcher. Let's talk about that. So the the comic strip yeah. that you are known for that uh, was the original big one. Nothing nice. That's to right. Say. Nothing nice. The original big one. Nothing nice <laughs> to say. Complete discography currently available from Silver Sprocket or wherever you buy comics. That's right. That's right. We're here to push these books. Um, I'm going to get my hands on a copy of that because I would love to go back through all the old nothing nice to say's and enjoy. Fun bits with Blake and Fletcher. Who are Blake and Fletcher based on? Or is that something they, you're not allowed to say? Uh, that's something I'm allowed to say. They are uh, not, uh, you know, if they're not like explicitly based on anybody. They're just sort of the uh, classic comedic setup of a straight man and a lunatic. Uh, but I have been accused... And perhaps rightly so of the comic uh, sort of being myself and my friend Pat, uh, where I guess I would be the Fletcher and he would be the Blake. Mm -hmm. Um, Those accusations have not held up in court or anything like that. I see. I'm getting a lot of Fletcher. You're serving Fletcher right now. (laughs) I understand. Thank you. Gosh. Yeah. On God's bus. I I mean, that's yeah. 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 Uh, (laughs) Um, this zoom camera thing is absolutely freaking me out i mean the listeners don't know but we're on zoom and for some reason my camera uh is just following me around just wherever i go it's really weird we don't like record the videos no one will see this but apparently ipads now if you do a zoom thing it follows you like a haunted painting's eyeballs around it's creepy right it is creepy haunted yeah when you move it like moves <laughs> wow this is great that's real weird um by graphics so. <laughs> so nothing nice to say web comic we about, about punk shit very cool oh, yeah, um, hell yeah we all like it but you're here to uh to promote the anthology the book Version I'm not of- here to promote anything, Jake. I'm here for you, baby. I'm here for whatever you want. I'm not here to promote. Well, do you want to promote your book? book? Promotion. Don't buy the book. Anti-promote. Man. Boom. That's, that's the punkest thing I've ever heard, dude. Shit. This guy doesn't even uh, care. He wants you to. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. It. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, you were saying nice things about me. <laughs> your second comic. Okay, so uh yeah. uh my stupid life, right? Uh, mm-hmm. what happens there? Why did you, uh, what led, what was the emphasis to making a more personal comic strip about your stupid life? About my stupid life. So at some point I moved from, uh, Murderapolis, the murder capital where we murder for capital <laughs> down to, uh, sunny San Antonio, Texas, mm-hmm. home of the Pee Wee Herman joke. And, uh, not that one. The other one. The where he got arrested is for yeah he jacked, no he yeah jacked no off not the Alamo. yeah I, I realized there's a there's a Pee Wee Herman joke so not that one but the one about uh, the bike being in the basement at the Alamo yeah um oh. we're gonna have to cut all this we're cutting the entire podcast this, this is, is rough this whole fucking this thing is the worst thing we've ever made 
<laughs> and that's oh my god where were we oh so i moved to <laughs> san antonio and uh uh i don't know why i started drawing like autobiographical comics yeah to be honest with you mm-hmm. i uh i don't have a good answer for that i don't really remember what made me do that <laughs> okay <laughs> just happened in that's short fair. that's fair that's an honest artistic method of uh, i don't know i just make shit you know why overanalyze yeah. why go like well there i was and i had just read gravity's rainbow and uh, you know, the inner world spoke to me. Okay, makes sense. San Antonio is a cool ass city. Uh, underrated. I almost feel bad for saying it into a microphone because, like, you know, it's one of yeah. The, don't let anyone know, man. It's one of the last cool places. It's badass, though. You know, uh, everyone moves. The to- best comedy club. <laughs> Right? Am I wrong? The best comedy club in the country? You are absolutely wrong. Isn't that place shut down? Which one? Uh, the in the basement of the uh, of the Magic Time Machine. What the oh, Blind, Blind Tiger. Yeah, that's where I play when I go there. Actually, that is the oh, best yeah. comedy club in in the in in something. Um, I thought you were gonna talk about the River Center one because the River Center one. Oh my god. Was wow. a, it was yeah, a no. legendarily bad club and it had the most cum covered comedy condo of maybe of all time. Uh, cum covered comedy condo. Yeah. Like actually legit. You would hear about, they always talked about it on, on Barrett's podcast, but I, they never really specified what, which one was covered in cum. And it was that one. So, it was the San Antonio one. Yeah. So can, something about San Antonio makes people want to come. It really does. I don't know what it is. It's maybe it's the heat, maybe <laughs> it's the humility, but something about the air. Like man, you know what I? You know what? <laughs> I could really go for uh, doing a cum right now. Yeah, no, it's the uh, it's the Latin flavor. I think you know, very sexual people. Um, I don't know. What do you did you have any, did it did people ever try to get you to go to Austin because that was everyone in Texas thinks so if you're into rock and roll buddy you got to go to Austin you got to go to the live music capital of the world my favorite thing about Austin the live music capital of the world is that they don't tell you that that just means that there's fucking bands all the time and that's not necessarily cool like if you go out of your way to go to a show Hey, that's that's a great time. I like to do that too. Congratulations. But sometimes you just want to eat a sandwich and somebody's fucking playing Santeria in the corner. Yeah. And it's kind of like yeah. I can't I can't hear my friend. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, uh I lived in Austin for most of my life. No, for uh like not even 6 months, maybe. Uh, it was very brief, uh-huh. a brief, uh, yeah, yeah. A brief stint there. Okay. And then back to old sweet home, San Antonio. Yeah. Go Spurs go. Go Spurs go for sure. That's a good call. Yeah. So did you just leave it in disgust or what happened? Was it just a lease or I something? I just fucking left that shit. <laughs> just, it actually sucks. There, it's weird. Everyone, the thinks it's like uh the coolest city down there and it actually is just a dumb college town that's it's a lot worse now too with all the bitcoin guys and shit i don't know if you've been there lately yeah i you know i had i went there uh not that long ago to go see some ska bands jake 
went and saw some ska bands playing Austin. Skaston, I call Ooh. it. Wait, who did you see? So I saw Jer. Yeah, I went on tour with Jer last Hell year. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah, because uh, Jer plays in We Are Fucking the spectacular. Really, 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 really good. And then uh, Bad Operation played in the middle, and they also were really tremendous and great, and I love them. And Joystick opened. Cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And they're all so good. What if I what if I just threw them right under the bus? Like, oh, and, and, and they were also there. Oh, they, and they also really uh, were a lot of fun, cool. It was a man, it was a really good time. It was a good fucking show. <laughs> Real positive energy. Okay. I actually wanted to ask you about and, uh, this is an actual question because I see you posted about this shit. Who is good right now? What's what should people be listening to? Because I saw you posted about some cool bands that were adjacent to these ska bands I've been touring with. I know you like Kill Lincoln. They're fucking cool. Hell yeah. The new Hell wave yeah. of ska, you know, they're around with Catbite and Watu and all that shit. What's good, man? Mm-hmm. What's good? I think you, you covered it. That's all of it. <laughs> no. Uh, three bands. What is good? I would look at my phone and pull up my Spotify and tell you what I've been listening to lately, but my phone exploded. You remember from earlier. Yeah. Uh, from the last days. <laughs> Uh, but uh that's how good the music yeah man is we are the union fucking is like uh really really doing it for me right now uh i feel like kill lincoln is maybe just in general my favorite thing that's happening right now um yeah 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 <laughs> I'm going to go see we are, the, we are the Union tomorrow. They're hitting Brooklyn tomorrow. I'm going to go. When, when that tour came through Texas, of course, they didn't hit San Antonio. Because why would you, right? Uh, uh, but <laughs> they, the Austin show was like a South by Southwest thing. Mm-hmm. So didn't go to that. When uh, I was on tour with them, we were both opening for Eve Six, and we came through San Antonio and played Paper Tiger. Yeah, and uh, there are very confusing bathrooms at that place. Don't know if you've been. It's a Paper Tiger at the Paper Tiger. You yeah. find their bathrooms confusing? There are. There's a men's room where there are those large troughs that you piss in. And absolutely. Then, but then the sinks to wash your hands are almost identical to the large Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and it's like... That is true. And even the, the pissing troughs, the old pissing troughs, those still have, like, a faucet every, like, three feet or so. So yeah. they do look just like the hand-washing station. It's... Yeah. You just... Something... There's no way. There's no way it doesn't go wrong. I guess. In fact, actually, when you just said that they have faucets in the piston trough, that makes me think that either you got it wrong or I got it wrong, and one of us has definitely washed our hands. In the- <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm completely like, hey, they're fucking, there's a bunch of hand soap there where you're supposed to piss. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good venue, though. Very cool. I have a joke about Mexican Absolutely, candy man. that worked really well there. In fact, it kind of only works Oh, really? Way. Yeah. Feed it, feed it to me, baby. Come on. Oh, it's, what do you got? it's really long. It's about Candyman, and if there was a Mexican Candyman, and he would have to be based on Mexican candy, and then he would be like, "Do you want some salt? Because it's just salty. It's a lot. It's a lot." Okay. But it's if you want to hear no, the, it's good. I can tell it's. I can tell it's good. <laughs> if you want to hear it, come out to his show. Um, 
next time I play the Magic Time Machine restaurant, I'll get you a comp. Yeah, please. Time. I'll give you. Bring I'll get the you, union with you. Play that basement. Let's do this. I'll have a little the section of seats for you and anyone you want to bring with a little mm-hmm. red velvet thing taped off at the front in the front row, so you can sit and watch the Magic Time Machine restaurant show. That's always that sounds real. A, that sounds real special, Jake. A banger. And I, you know what? I'll Love give you it. half price tickets too. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Too thank forward. you. Do I and do I do I need to show up early with the rope or what? Oh yeah, that's that's your responsibility. Yeah. And you need to bust yeah. your own tables on the way out too. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I mean, got to pay for that other half <laughs> of the ticket. Yeah. Of course. Um, no free lunch, Jake. No, not in this business. We all work for our food. Do you? Uh, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, all right, tell us. But no, you know what? I'm going to make you promote this new book. It's good. I, it's funny. Let's People it. should hear it. Talk about your book, Mitch. Thank you pitch the book, Mitch. Uh, pitch, Mitch. <laughs> trying to make me rich. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, um. So I moved to San Antonio when I was 20 years old and started drawing comics about it. And then my girlfriend and I broke up and I stopped making comics about it. And then later on, I was dating somebody different. And then I started making comics about it again. But I changed the name from San Antonio Rock City to my stupid life. I remember when it was San Antonio Rock City. And then I saw it change, and I was like, ooh, something happened, but I'm not going to pry into the artist's personal life that I enjoy. It's a simpler time back then when you could have a personal life and be a a funny person on the internet. Can I ask, um, for those of us who have not been to San Antonio, or I think I may have gone when I was like two, I don't have any recollection of it, how would you like sum it up? Because as someone who's done a lot of work exploring the themes of San Antonio. Wow. Exploring the themes of San Antonio. I mean, first you asked if you could ask that, and I would answer that question with no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jake is fucking exasperated over here. Jesus Christ. I'm just, you're not, you're I'm not in, handling this. In, no, I'm just in awe of the question. Of, the, the assumption that you've explored the themes of San Antonio. Well, you said it was about San Antonio. No, <laughs> it's uh, it's just about it's just about me. It's all completely just about me. Uh, it's it's an ego. It's a big ego trip. So San it's Antonio is the city. It's a trip through my ego. Okay, I'm just curious as I. It's a bunch of jokes about dating and shit. It's good. No, it's a good question. You sound so sad. It was a good. Well, question. I want to know what San Antonio's like. I only see bits and pieces from like Spurs games on TV. I want to know. What the place is like. I think a lot of people are curious. I'll tell you what, man. I am 40 years old. I have a seven year old child. I am married. I couldn't tell you what San Antonio is like. I can tell you about my commute to work in the morning and, uh, <laughs> you know, swinging through, scooping up a coffee. Uh, you know, the theory truck down off of uh, Nacogdoches and 410. The theory Good truck? Cold brew. Theory. Theory Coffee. Oh, it's a coffee place. It's not like a. Yes. It's not a Marxist theory truck where they drive around and argue about podcasts and shit. 
I've never asked them about that, but it's possible. They're just like fucking blasting Chapo back there. It's very possible. Hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> I really was, uh, I thought we were landing this on discussing the book that we're promoting here, but, uh, now we're veered off in San Antonio town and I don't know how to get us back. <laughs> what do we do? Well, I, I still want to hear about the book personally. Good segue. I love that. Mm-hmm. Master of segues. Anders Lee. Anders. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had forgot. I had forgotten your name from the beginning of the show. I apologize. Now I remember Anders. That's right. Okay. What's going on with this book, man? You made it. It's out. People can buy it. Where can they buy it? Yes. Yeah, so it's all the stuff. It's all. The, I got it right here in front of me. In fact, uh, it's all the stuff. It's uh, what are we looking at? About 154, 55, 6, 7, 158 pages, give or take. Something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, looks, that's a lot. Looks nice on a, on a bookshelf. It's a pretty big book. Sorry, man. what was the question? What, uh, <laughs> Where can people get it? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, you can find. I think you can find it in the bookstore. I think you can find it uh, anywhere where you would buy a book. Anywhere. Uh, wow. So where do you go? Like, you got some dust copy tall shit. You fucking. You get some low ceilings, <laughs> basement. I get all my books from Majors in Quins in Uptown Minneapolis. I usually steal uh, them using illegal PDFs in an iPad. And my iPad doesn't Damn. follow me. When you I'm, really are sticking it to the man. That's right. I, uh, you're the, whenever you're I'm the in man. New York, I like to shop at the bookstore from the beginning of Ghostbusters 2, hmm. uh, where Ray works. Is that still around? Yeah, it's definitely around. Ray's still running that place, and uh, <laughs> you can or, you can get the book there. I mean, if you just ask, yeah. if you just here's the reality. Here's the truth. Let me answer your question. <laughs> if you just if you just ask them, they can get it for you. <laughs> they can all get it for you. Yeah. Can I ask, and you can say no again, but just I am generally curious, how long does it take to create a illustrated work or, or a comic work of this length? How long did it take you? Boy, this, uh, this, so this used to be, this is, uh, we should talk about the book, you guys. This is a collection <laughs> of, uh, like, web comics. Um, so this stuff all uh, initially went online, and uh, Anders, you're giving me the giggles, buddy. Uh, let's see. It started in 2006, and it goes all the way until uh, later than that. So I didn't write the year here, did I? What a fucking chump. I didn't even write the year. What an idiot. Yeah, there's some mistakes in the book. Here's one. Page uh, 101, uh, Joe Dunn is credited as having done the original covers for the Razor Cake uh, cover art with shark pants. Not true. I did that all by myself. Oops. Forgot that one Ooh. when we went through. 
what was the question? This book took a little, it didn't take that long to compile. Okay. Yeah. It was, all these files were just sitting there and I was like, Hey, what if we put all these on some paper? And they were like, fuck yeah, let's go through and take out the offensive shit. So you don't get canceled. And I said, fuck yeah. Yeah. Now you're just printing money, right? Jakey froze. No. Jakey froze. No, just- ah, God damn it. <laughs> Was, and now I'm just printing money, man. It's just rolling in. It's fucking crazy. People are crazy about like 2000s web comics. They are. It's really the hottest thing in Brooklyn here, in the center of culture. All of the yeah, all the weird Peter Thiel podcasters are, you know, they're they're bringing it back. It's like uh, you know, it's like a um, second wave sort of thing. You know, retro throwback. Everyone's wearing bucket hats and and reading uh, Dorothy Grambell Gambrell comics again and stuff. Oh yeah, Homestar Runners. They've got big Homestar Runner. Oh my god, oh, strong bad. Were we ever so innocent? I know. <laughs> yeah, they had no idea what was coming. No, they would have gotten the fuck off the internet. Them like. The internet is too filthy a place for something like Homestar Runner to have ever existed on it. Yeah, they were too pure. I'm sorry, you were too good for this world. <laughs> Bang, back of the head, execution style. All right, well, for the listener, uh, just to cue you on some what's happening visually here, it, Mitch is standing in what appears to be some kind of basement, sort of like... Uh, pacing back and forth or shifting back and forth and mopping his head in the Texas heat yeah, with a rag. It's hot. This is a garage. So I'm in the garage with my house. Uh, I, I own a house and your listeners will know uh, that um, property is, of course, theft. And so That's right. guilty. And this is my garage. The ceiling caved in the other day. That was my bad. That was for thieves property that was karmic that's true yeah that was uh yeah that was god did that to you god did that to me anarchist god (laughs) the one true god um well i don't want to keep you sweating in your garage uh no i got nothing to do today jake let's let's get into it let's really get into it come on ask me some more questions no you can wrap it up that's good Ah oh, man, no, we'll keep going. You know what? Uh, no, fuck it. Um, <laughs> this is funny. You should call into more shit, man. This is like, um, you should bother like Tom Sharpling or something. I think this would work pretty well on that sort of show. We don't get funny people on our show often enough, including us. That, I mean, that's yeah, that's that's probably best for a comedy show, right? You don't want to. You don't want to muddy the waters. No, yeah, we like to uh, be very serious, so that when we are funny, mm-hmm. it's it's a rare treat. You know. I feel bad. I missed out on all the seriousness. I uh, how about how about that Supreme Court? Eh, they're fucking shitheads, huh? Yeah, the people want to know what you think about the Supreme Court, Mitch. I got to take on the issues. Please, you're in the no spin zone. Don't spin it. Uh. That's what I fucking think of the Supreme Court. <laughs> it seems to be what most people think of it. <laughs> and they're right. It's a bunch of hot air. 
<laughs> bunch of GD clowns, man. Just a bunch of GD clowns. All right, this is what I uh, for. I told you before the interview that I that you were like, "Is anything off limits?" And I was like, "Let's not talk about my day job." And I can't stop bringing it up. So I was <laughs> at work the other day, and uh, this guy is just trying to talk my ear off about God knows what, and he starts feeling his way around. Like, oh, yeah, the oh, the guy that used to do this job before you, like, this is the kind of guy that used to, like, oh, Joe Biden could fart in his face and he would fucking love it. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know where this is. You know when you get put in the position where you're like, I don't make me fucking defend Joe Biden. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I can't. And then and I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how to act anymore. And then that is, of course, permission to like, oh, so you're like a Trump dude, right? Okay, cool. So. So we're on the same page, and he's he goes on to talk about how like Abbott, like he's like, yeah, man, Abbott, I feel like he's doing a really good job. You know what I mean? He's like sending the guard down there to the to the border to like uh, take care of that, you know, and that's really good, man. And like, uh, and uh, but Austin, dude, he's like, I don't know, man. They can steal twenty seven dollars from you, and uh, it's it's real it's real scary place. It was a bad. It was a bad conversation. I found myself in. There's no punchline to this story. They can steal twenty seven dollars from you. What does that mean? Yeah. What is the thing? Um, so very. Were you familiar story. with? I, I guess in San Antonio they were trying to pass this thing uh, about like instead of cops like arresting people, they like write you like a, a just the ticket like hey come to fucking court. You know what I mean? No, I don't really. Are you know familiar with this concept at all? It's like, uh, so if you commit some minor crime, if you like shoplift or something, I guess the idea is, why would we come book you into prison or into jail rather, like, and all this craziness mm-hmm. for no reason when it's just, hey, why don't you just show up in Portland? So that was, of course, hey, did you did y'all hear they're making crime legal? Did y'all hear they're making uh, crime legal up in Austin? I and now they're see. trying to bring it bring it down here. That's weird. Hmm. Cuz that's not really doesn't sound like a good necessarily. It doesn't sound like Man, be- you're supposed to be you're this you're supposed <laughs> to be the one who's on top of all the issues, Jake. You're <laughs> not supposed to be bringing new knowledge to you. You're supposed to be correcting my facts. I'm probably not saying anything correct. Right no, that, yeah, it sounds like, uh, but you know, it also sounds like something that totally would happen down there. I just have not heard about it because I haven't lived there for 10 years. Uh, well, real or false, that does sound pretty fucked up. And that's been the news of the week with bitch. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm going to look into that. Um, yeah. yeah, look that up. I think we're. I think, I think I have to land this plane. I think we have to get out of here. Get the fuck out of here, man! Jesus, I'm sweating my ass off. You are visibly sweating. It's, it's very stressful to interview someone while they're like just like ah ah. I'm melting. Is so it? well, it's making me feel like we should wrap up because I'm like, oh, I'm keeping him in the hot garage, melting. You know what I'm gonna do when this interview's over? I'm going to stay here in this garage. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to draw pictures. Oh, yeah. That's married life, huh? Okay. I'm going to have to read to the end of uh, my stupid life to understand what it. Yeah, you got to get through to the end. You know, maybe that is we men. We just end up out in our garage with our little hobbies, talking to our other (laughs) 
weird friends with their little hobbies through our goddamn iPads. You know, Mitch, you you really summed it up. Man. <laughs> Thank you. Poet laureate over here. Holy shit. They say stupid is as stupid does. You, wow. What's this podcast called? I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> Uh, we're called Red Scare. We're uh, the hottest podcast out of Dime Square in Brooklyn. You're looking at me like you don't get that joke. So it's not. Did landing. you say Times Square in Brooklyn? I said Dime Square. I just yeah. mentioned a bunch of oh, dumb Dime shit Square. that uh, that you guys don't need to know. I definitely about don't get any Brooklyn references. I'm sorry. I've been there, but it's been like 20 years. It sucks. It's changed, man. It's different now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not like it used to be. It's no when San Antonio. There's no river walk here. No, our no, show is no. called Pod Damn America. It's a very silly show that's also uh, smart sometimes and dumb. It's pretty much what we do here. It's a, a mixed bag. Um, and I'll send you a link so we can you can relive the magic. And you guys spell that with three Ks? I sometimes say it with three Ks, but we don't type it with three Ks on the internet because I feel like that would get us kind of SEO fucked, you know? Search Mm. engine optimization. Well, hey, that's your fucking, uh, that's your whole uh, brand, isn't it? Come on. Basically, you're right. Better always busting down your door and shit. Mm -hmm. That's the Jake Flores story. (laughs) That's That's true. that's your niche. Yeah. Okay. You know what? We should make the we should put a slur in the name of the podcast so that we're more edgy and that that you know that we're shadow banned and stuff on the internet. I think that you, it's a good call. Mitch. I, I love that that was your takeaway from what I said. I you said slur and I immediately like what the fuck did I say? Like what? <laughs> like you just scared the shit out of me. I, you're not. Don't worry. You're not uh, canceled. You're not canceled yet until the podcast goes up, and then somebody, not until it airs. Yeah, and somebody figures out not until it drops. Said. Um, I'm gonna keep talking at the same time as you. Is that okay? <laughs> Sorry, land this fucking thing. Jesus Christ! I'm it's too hot out here. Nah, there's no landing. There's only a crash. It's good to meet you, Mitch. Oh my god, we're done. Hey, Anders. <laughs> yeah, right back at you there, buddy. Best questions you've ever gotten. I mean. Not the worst questions I've ever gotten. I'll tell you that. I'll take it. Yeah. Take it, man. St. Paul representing St. Paul Saints. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to go down to fucking, uh, you know, and do that local reference. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That is, we get the fuck out of here. Mitch, thank you. Uh, I'll see you around. I'm going to plug all the shit in the show notes, whether you like it or not. People should listen. Yeah. Buy Mitch's book and read his comics because they're very funny, just like Thank him. You. Thank you for joining. That's it. Love That's you plugs, boys. right? Bye. 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 Okay. Woo! That was one hell of an interview. Very informative. That was like this American <laughs> life. I learned so much. I felt things. I laughed. I cried. Uh, I clemmed. I got clemmed. Well, I got clemmed. Um, yeah, very fun shit. Very funny guy. Check out his book, read his comics. He's cool. Uh, what the fuck were we going to get to? Oh, before we get out of here, let's talk about our mentally ill mayor, (laughs) Eric Adams. Uh, he did something really awesome this week. He yelled at a Holocaust survivor and called her a plantation owner. Yeah. 10 out of 10 (laughs) knocked it out of the park. Great Eric Adams story. Yeah, he's, they're raising 
uh, stabilized rents in New York City, even though like surrounding counties and areas are not doing that. And a woman asked him at a, a meeting, hesitant to call it a town meeting, and a city meeting. Uh, and she, I guess, gestured, gesticulated. It's New York City. That's what you do. And he was like, do not uh, talk to me like you're owning a plantation. Um, and apparently she turned out to be a uh, Holocaust survivor. You know, this is after he implies that she's racist against him. Uh, <laughs> That's like when you do crowd work and you're like, oh, oops, no, yep. while you're doing it. I have a friend who was, uh, she, she like thought she was busting a heckler one time. And uh, it was because she had a joke about like, the joke was about someone having no legs. And then she got into like a heckler bust situation where she was like, oh, yeah. And then like everyone looked at the woman who was yelling at her. And she had no legs. Oh, <laughs> she was in a wheelchair. No. And she was just like, oh, shit. And I, that, I think that's what was going through Eric Adams' mind. He really thought that shit was going to be TikTok gold, you know? Yeah. And, you know, people cl- clapped there. He had his crew and staff there supporting him. Uh, he was asked about it. Um, I want to see him asked about the fact that she's a Holocaust survivor. Uh, but they asked him, like, did you go too far um, without mentioning the Holocaust aspect? And he said, I'm not going to be disrespected as, as the mayor of the city. I'm representative of the city. And we need to start having a better dialogue on how we communicate with each other. Just like an 84-year-old woman who was mad because she's getting priced out and she's, like, trying to enjoy, you know, the twilight of her years yeah, and this fucking mayor is giving her landlord everything that they want and and uh, letting them hike her rent. Uh, I uh, why wouldn't she be upset? And yeah, this is how he dismisses criticism. Like he doesn't actually have an, a counter argument. He just you know makes it about something else. Yeah, I mean if you take the Holocaust thing out of the equation, you take race out of the equation, everything out of it. If it's just a mayor yelling at someone who is like, please don't raise my rent still completely unhinged and deranged. Like, yeah. his argument that you need to respect the mayor is <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Uh, it's nerd shit. It's hall monitor shit, sure, to begin with. It's also just, like, not how... Uh, th- this always drives me crazy with, like, elected officials because it's not how... And they're fans and fucking libs, which I want a weird throwback kick where I'm just angry at libs, but, like... Because uh, I don't mostly don't think about them these days. But, uh, the you know... You get this with Hillary Clinton all the time, and like with just be, like whoever the fuck you're criticizing, or you're like, well, you need to respect them, and you're like, democracy is when like we they work for us, right? In theory, yeah. that's the entire thing. So like, I don't need to respect them. That's my servant, you know? Right. It's supposed to be f- take it flip turn upside down, but it's you know same thing with the cops. Yeah. Yeah, Uh and today also after this, they they passed another budget, and this is like uh, the second year in a row that New York has rammed through an austerity budget at the last minute. This cuts CUNY. This is like day after the Supreme Court is struck down debt relief, and we're fucking hiking CUNY and and taking away money for that, and uh, they gave them 10 minutes to read it. Um, My councilman, thankfully, voted against it. Uh, That's... Chai Asa, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name, but he's uh, he is a 
there's another funny thing that happened with him uh, because he, um, bed he was the son of a, a DJ um, who was respected in the community. And it turned out that they were trying to pass like a, a Reggie Jackson combat Jack Day. Uh, which just to recognize this guy, his his contributions to the hip hop industry, and Chai, his son, who's now in the city council, uh, is sponsoring this, um, and he finds in the city council office, like the city hall, in the printer, there's the Republican minority leaders has some pages printed out about this, and he just left there, and it's he says. Uh, this we might as well. This is like notes, I guess, for his staff because he's like, is it is he worthy of the honor? No, but this is meaningless and and would all only give his son what he craves more than anything: attention and victimhood. He just left that in the printer, <laughs> and so Chaios uh, tweeted it out and was like, "Hey, Joe Borelli, make sure you pick up all your loose papers from the 18th floor printer." Damn! Ooh, got his ass. <sighs> Fuck! All right. Well, is that the news roundup for the week? That's the news. I think that's it. All the news that's fit, fit to pod. Mm. Or at least all I care to yell into this mic. Let's get the fuck out of here. Plugs. Anything? July 7th, come out to paid protest in Bushwick at Silo. It's going to be uh, Doors at 7.30, show at 8. We got some awesome comics. Lily Michelle. Uh, Randall Otis, Mike Drucker, and more. Um, and uh, we'll have a link in the description where you can uh, purchase a ticket. Oh, shit. I think I'm going to come to that. I quit my job so I can actually go to shows now. Nice. I'm going to come party. It's summertime. It's the summer of Jake. Summer of Jake. It's the ocean. It's the whale revenge summer. It's the summer of Jake. We also, by the way, got Sam Morris and Carly Marulli rounding out that lineup. Ooh. Sam Morrison. There's going to be some of those TikTok clips. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some heckler busting. Indeed. Come heckle him and you can get into TikTok and you'll be famous. Don't really do that. That would Please that don't feel pretty bad. Heckle my friend Sam. Someone actually tried that. Okay. Um, Unless you're, you know, without legs, then you can get away with it. Yeah, it's true. In fact, you should do that all the time if you don't have any <laughs> legs. So you could probably get away with that pretty much every time, I would assume. All right. Uh, plugs. What the fuck do I have? I have a couple shows coming up in September that I still haven't really nailed down. So just keep an ear out and I'll put them up on stuff and promote as soon as they get cooking. Uh, that's it. It's finished.